We're like, hey, everyone, here's the... so nice to do another to do a Moen Glow um, for Christmas that we're going to do another Moen Glow um, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up but things have been on the move, I'm actually in New Jersey right now and uh, but we have a bunch of cool interviews lined up but I figure that it would be nice, I love keeping my mom's spirit alive and her wackiness, and uh, sharing it with y'all. So sit back and uh, get ready to mainline some more glow, and uh, we'll have another. We'll have something up for you next week as well. For now, enjoy blowhard, glowhard. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Toronto, Ontario Mo and Glow Show. Uh, with us back is uh, co-host Gloria Ingram. Hi. Nice <laughs> to talk to everybody again. Uh, now we're trying it a different way. We're trying it on the phone this time. Yeah, and I've been away for a while, haven't I? You have been away. Well, you last week we had uh, your daughter Judy Lynn as a guest host. I know. Was she good? Uh, you didn't listen? Well, uh, my uh, my speakers are not working on my computer, so I'm waiting for you to come and replace them. How about that? Um, all right. Well, that's a good enough excuse. Oh. Yeah, because I'd like to hear about I hear she was good. I hear from other people who've listened to her. Well, Jude Lynn has a good sense of humor, and she's... Pretty good, easy going. She's fun to be with. I'm sure you would have had a good time with her. Who are the people that you talk to that, like, who do you talk to about this show? Well, actually, it's mostly Carolyn's friends. Uh, I really haven't passed it on. I've been so busy. I'm busy right now working with my volunteer work with Omama and raising funds, selling cruises for the hospital. So this has kind of been back for a while, especially since I don't have my speakers. All right, why do you spend so much time talking to your daughter's friends? Talking what? How, why do you, how come, like, this is the second time you made reference, like, how often do you talk to Carolyn's friends? Uh, Carolyn tells me. I don't talk to them, but she tells me, because they're interested in it. They're all young. They're all young people in their, you know, mid-30s, and they enjoy it. I was kind. Of, I was kind of surprised because I don't know. I think I can be rather boring, but they enjoy it, so I don't know why. But they do. So I think it's great. So I get feedback from her, and it's good feedback because of the age uh, bracket. You're you're conscious of your age bracket, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, you want to play? Well, the the, the whippersnappers are the one that uh, hold the power, apparently. Well, I think that you know. 
I'm not talking with you about the same things that you probably would talk about with your friends. So it's interesting that they're uh, interested in what I have to say. We recently had an offer for a guest host. Kevin Smith was going to come and be the guest host. He was going to be the Joan Rivers to your Johnny Carson. <laughs> but, but you, I hope I'm the Johnny Carson. Well, you were going to be the Johnny Carson, but you said no, you didn't want you didn't want that to happen. You, you felt he was too vulgar. Well, no. What I said is that it would change uh, demography uh, a bit too much because I'm on one level and he would be on another level. So I have nothing against Kevin doing it. I'm sure he'd be a lot more fun than I would be. I wouldn't say, but it, it can be argued that he's a lot more successful at this than we are. Yeah, probably. I don't doubt that. Of course, I don't doubt that. I just my my only thought was that it would be too different. With Judy Lynn, she's you know younger, but on the same level, kind of probably. But I think Kevin would be very different. I have no objection if Kevin wants to do it. Of course, you did. It's his, you, you know, did, his, his, you did at Easter. You did. The the only reason I did is that it would change the tone of the show just completely. Admit that he, just admit that he swears too much. I'm sorry? Admit that he's a vulgar guy and he swears too much. And that's well, I did, I, yes. And I just thought that if he's going to... Well, you know, the tone is different. The tone is different. That's all. And I mentioned to some of my friends what I was doing and they'd be interested to hear. But anyway, I like Kevin. I certainly don't want to, uh, you know, I only felt that it would be too different from what we want to do. You know so what? if we want to continue to do it, you know, for this show, if we want to continue to do it, for the audience who are listening to me, they would probably want to hear something on the same, ah, maybe you can interview, talk to one of my friends sometime. Yeah, that, that'll... Uh... <laughs> really? It's well, some of it's, my it's, friends have a better sense of humor than I do. Instead of Kevin Smith, I'll talk to some of Glow's friends. How about that? Yeah, like, what are, what are you offering there? What, what what kind of friends we got happening? Well, some of them have better sense of... I have a good sense of humor, but I'm not funny. You know, a lot of people would have cut and run at this point. Like, I'm essentially, fun. a lot of people, it's just kind of like, hey, man, like, Kev, Kevin's a name. I know, but I I couldn't leave my mother. I, I basically I had to I I had to say uh, tell Kevin that you we politely decline, and that apparently I'm going to stick with you. I'm going down with the ship. Yeah, you're going to go down with the ship, all right. You'd probably <laughs> float better with Kevin. Uh, I I think that without question, I would be better better with Kevin. But I'm happy where I am. I'm, I'm I, I, I I like this little thing that we're creating. Okay, well, I think it's kind of fun. Do you want to talk about my trip to Vancouver with Stephen? <laughs> well, gonna... We had a great time. Ma. Mom, we... I'm not... Mom. Yes. Ma, I'm not... Okay, let's talk. Tell me about your trip to Vancouver. Well, we went to Victoria. You know, Stephen is enjoying Vancouver very much. Stephen being he, your son. He Well, he's so excited about being there. He loves the mountains. And when I go, it's like he explores around. And then when I go, he shows me around. And we always start with the market on Granville Island. 
Which is a lot of fun. The market is like the St. Lawrence Market in Oakville, but it's more outdoorsy type. So it's really fun to do that. And then this time we went to Victoria. We took the ferry over to Victoria, which was kind of nice. But I like Vancouver better. Vancouver is more exciting. And I did your trick with the hotel. I have a and trick. we got a fabulous hotel for $120. Oh, so we're going to do a, a plug for Priceline. Price, yeah. Priceline is actually really good. It's always, Priceline has always been very, very good to me. Very good. We stayed at a Radisson, and they gave us a beautiful room. So that was really nice. I really like Vancouver. I don't want to move there, but it's nice that I can visit. He liked your visit when you went. He said he was sad when you left. Really? Well, you know, I was happy to visit my brother. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Vancouver, you know, in my life. You did spend some time in Vancouver, I dur- I dur- of I dur- course, I- when you made your first film. I made two movies in Vancouver. I made uh, Taillights Fade. Right. And I made Drawing Flies there. That's right. That's right. Who did you make? You made uh, your first movie you did with the gentleman who plays Earl now. Jason Lee. Jason Lee. What a sweetheart. Yeah, Jason Lee's a good guy. Yes, and I got to see him this summer when I visited you in New York. Yeah, he was doing a cameo in uh, Coppa. I think I think Jason Lee is... Uh, I think he's the funniest thing in combat. I think Jason Lee is a great actor. I mean, yeah, he is. Well, he was really always very nice uh, when we saw him. Anyway, we should see about re-releasing that movie, Malcolm, because I thought that was interesting, that movie. That's what the world is waiting for, a re-release of Drawing Flies. I don't think so, Bob. No? I don't know if that's what the world is waiting for. I think the movie, Jason Lee gives a really great performance in that movie, and I think the actors are really good. I'll take the bullet. And I'll say that uh, the direction uh, may be not so good. But you know what? I think the young people would like it because it was kind of funny. You're really appealing to the... It was interesting. It was interesting looking for Bigfoot. They certainly were. Yeah, and I was in it. You were? You have a cameo? Yeah, and your father was in it. My, fa- my, my, my father was in it, yes. Yeah, and you cut out your two sisters. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> they're horrible actors. Jude, yeah. Jude is a, a good co- pod uh, co-host. She's a, not a very good actress. No? No. Well, it's not I easy. guess. It's not easy, this act. But you, 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 acting comes to you, Glove. You're a natural, you're a natural born performer. <laughs> I am, me. <laughs> yes, and then we did Taylor. Well, it was easy. I didn't even have to talk. Yeah, yeah I did. did. I said a couple of words. We, we got you to swear. We got you to say fuck. Yeah, that's right. How that's ironic that you, you basically come down on Kevin for his swearing, and you, you I, I have you swearing on camera. I don't remember that, and I agree, eh? You said it. I have it on film. It's it's a cut scene. A deleted oh. scene with Glow uh, saying, uh, yeah. fuck. Oh, oh, I'll have to look at that movie again. Do we have it here? Uh, I could bring you a copy. Okay, yeah. Because I really think we should do something with that movie. I think that... Uh, it's fun, and I liked, well, I liked all the actors. We really had a good time with them that time. So tell me, we're getting ready to go to Miami. Well, and then, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, look, Mom, you can't always direct this show. I'm sorry. Okay, what do you want to talk about, Malcolm? I was going to talk about more of my experience, in May, like, because I, when I, I made another movie, The Taillights Fade. 
Yeah. I can't talk about that. Yeah, but that's very popular. People are seeing that. It's been on TV a few times. Mom, Taillight's Fade is not very popular. Well, it's been filmed on TV a bit more, so Mom, I think people are more familiar with it. Mom, you you wouldn't believe this shit this show. Just because it's on TV doesn't make it. Taillight's Fade is not a popular movie. Why? Because it's not very good. Well, how do you mean it's not very good? The story was fun. Uh, it, it was originally, actually, the, Matt Gissing, the screenwriter, actually originally wrote it. We, we were originally going to make uh, Smoking the Bandit, an updated version. We're going to make oh. a fun Smoking the Bandit type movie. And then Telefilm, which is a Canadian federal funding agency, got involved, where you basically have a bunch of like psych majors who all of a sudden decide to get into the arts and basically control a studio, decided that the movie needed to, to be deeper. We needed depth. So we basically, all of a sudden, the movie became a, a heavy relationship drama. But I, the, I think the story was good in that. You didn't listen to a word I just said, did you? Well, just, yes, <laughs> but I still have my views. Okay, you can have your views. Uh, you know what? The, t the, the problem with Taillight's Fade, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Glow. Um, it, it was... Uh, it was a good idea, and I think that me and Matt really tried. I lost the second that Telefilm got involved. I got I lost interest in that movie immediately because we we're making a movie that I didn't want to make. And so essentially, it was just kind of like the wheels were turning. You know, I, I hey, just a minute. I didn't know you didn't want to make that movie. By the end, I didn't want to make. It. Mom, I didn't even read the when we were filming that movie. I hadn't read the final script. I was reading the script as we were getting the sides. I, I had no interest in it. Well, that's not good. No, I know. It's uh, but it was it was just I was young, I, and ultimately it was a bizarre experience. You know, I had you know I had two great experience, two experiences that were really good on Taillight's Fade. The casting process it was so funny because the first thing that happens to me when I fly down to LA for casting is uh, I get picked up by my friend Renee Humphrey. You remember Renee Humphrey? Yeah. So basically, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a young filmmaker coming to L.A. to do casting. My first night there, I'm going to meet my friend Ethan Suplee with my friend Renee Humphrey yeah. at, at the bar. They were going to see uh, Jim's uh, sideshow or whatever at, at, plan, at, at uh, House of Blues. And I go and I meet my friend Ethan. And, uh, and when I get there, my friend Ethan brings me downstairs. He's like, we're going to go pick up my friend. He brings me into the bushes. And waiting in the bushes is Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was Leonardo DiCaprio probably about two to three weeks uh, in between the time that Titanic came out. Oh, wow. So it was popular. So Titanic. So he was basically about the most famous person on the entire planet. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was the most bizarre thing. So it ended up me, my friend Ethan, and Leonardo DiCaprio went out for a night on the town on the week, on the, uh, basically around the time of Titanic. And this is like... My first, I'm coming into town for casting. It was pretty heady. And so essentially we went to bars. Um, DiCaprio, actually, the, my experience at that time, he was very, very sweet. I've seen him at bars after and not so sweet, but we had a hilarious time. And I'm, one of the weirdest experiences of my entire life was I was sitting very drunk at uh, the Whiskey Bar in Hollywood. And I'm sitting uh, next to uh, DiCaprio and sitting next to him is Ethan. And we're sitting on this couch that faces the bar, like there's this lobby. So we're basically looking, you know, sitting in the lobby, 
And literally everybody in the bar is outside the bar looking at us. Because he's the most famous fucking guy in the world. And I'm sitting there, and Stella McCartney is giving me a henna tattoo on my arm. So I got fucking Stella McCartney giving me a henna tattoo. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio is leading, and he, he you know, we're, we're based. It, it was the weirdest experience ever. And this is my first day in L.A. casting my movie, Taillight's Fate. So when did you get around to doing your casting? Well, the next day we start doing casting. And the weirdest thing about casting is I'm just some dumb fucking schmo who made this Drawing Flies movie who was lucky enough that Kevin threw him a couple of bucks to make his movie. All of a sudden, I'm like cast like, Hillary Swank! She came into audition for Taillight's Fate. You had good stars in that movie. Great stars. Uh, Tara Reid came into audition. I don't know. At the time, she was big. She was in Big Lebowski, so I, really, I, I was really into the fact that Tara Reid came in. Ha- Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy came into audition for, for uh, Taillight's Fate. Scott Kahn, Jimmy Kahn's son came in. It was so fucking bizarre because it's like all of a sudden I'm sitting here auditioning people and it's like, who the fuck am I? Like, you know, these people must like, it must have been who the fuck. You're swearing. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you don't have to swear. You're talking about some very famous people. So why are you swearing? Wow. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Ah, gotcha. You didn't get me. I'm just shocked. Like, you interrupted my story to say that I'm swearing. I'm listening to what you're saying. You don't need to swear. You've got uh, some very interesting things to say there. You know what else is funny in that movie? What? I think it starts with Paul, your friend Paul, on the bicycle. No, that's drawing flies. Oh, that was drawing flies. Okay. I've got them mixed up. Yeah, but I remember that was... uh, was, I don't remember the beginning of... uh, uh, anyway, we've it's had a, we, we had a good time with those movies. Yeah, and I and for uh, and Taillight's Fade as well. Uh, the, uh, the other best day was uh, we had an opening party for the movie we, to celebrate the fact that the movie we were gonna that uh, we were gonna start filming. Yeah. So we actually yeah. we, so me and Matt rented a bar and we had a party, and that was another day where I got drunk all day and. Uh, Jake Busey, who was in the movie, yeah, we went to a hardware store and we bought things to make a potato cannon. Anybody who doesn't know what a potato cannon is, it looks like the most fucking illegal. It, it involves plastic tubing. Uh, Stop ignition. swearing! Oh my god! It involves <laughs> <laughs> it involves ignition switches. It, it, it's Malcolm. What? Let's see if you can talk for ten minutes without swearing. Okay. <laughs> can I finish my story? Yeah, finish your story. So essentially, it has you have an ignition switch. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. I, I'm telling you the story. Tell the story, but don't swear. <laughs> All right. So it's a potato cannon. It has an ignition switch. You got to pour hairspray. It's basically the most illegal thing ever. So like, basically, hanging out on my patio with Jake Busey, getting drunk, like building potato cannons and shooting the potato cannon off of our balcony. Downtown Vancouver was a great experience. I remember. And then we got all drunk, and uh, we ended up going to the thing, the party. And um, one of the (laughs) before I came out as being like when I was making Taylor's Fate, nobody knew that I was gay. And uh, that's right. We went to go pick up. uh, We went to go pick up some people on the way to the party, and uh, I was drunk out of my head. Malcolm. What? When did you have time to work if you were so drunk all the time? 
you know. How did you manage to work? I was young. I was in my 20s. You could, you could still basically get drunk and get work done. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that anymore. No way. Now it's all work. Once you hit 39, it's all downhill. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's different. You can't, you can't drink and work so much. No. No, no, no. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to do both. I know if I have a couple of glasses of wine... I don't uh, get a lot of work done after. That's usually when I relax. How about uh, that? After the anyway, so so now we're going to talk about the upcoming uh, film that we're going to do. Would me and you do a film that I'm going to see in Miami? Mom, me and you should do a film. We should make the the mow and glow on the road. What did you say? I said we should make a movie. We 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 should do a road movie. Me and you. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Would that be good? That would be good, yeah. You know what? Uh, Stephen wants to do Vancouver to San Francisco along the coast. Maybe we could do that. No, you I'm, and, I'm you saying... You and I could talk all along while Stephen is driving. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think anybody would listen to that. I think no. we should make a movie. I think we should film it. Uh, yeah. What do you think the plot would be to a, the Mo and Glow movie? I'm sorry? What do you think the plot would be to the Mo and Glow movie? <laughs> well, I'm very much into travel right now. So it would involve traveling? Probably. And maybe traveling with my children and grandchildren. Mom, this isn't a, this, this isn't a very it's good time, movie. It's time we had another family holiday. Remember the family holiday we had in Mexico? I do. What, wasn't that great? It was great. Yeah, all we did was sit on the beach... Yes. Yeah, that was really nice. I, again, you know, you didn't even, you couldn't even use your laptop at that resort, if you remember. So we had you all to ourselves, no work. Um, okay. You remember that? But usually, aren't, aren't people? Isn't working a good thing? Should you be happy that I'm working? Yes, 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 yes. But you know, Malcolm, you have to work, but you have to relax. You know what I found? I worked very hard in my life, as you know. But I found that when I took a break, when I went back to work, I could work better. I was more refreshed, and I could work better. And that's what I recommend to people today. When people tell me they work, 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 don't take holidays, not good. You need holidays, and you perform better. Does Kevin take holidays? Yes. Uh, I mean, he, he, his holiday for him is getting to spend time at his house. He likes, he likes to relax. I know he's a workaholic. Yeah, I mean, he, he works a lot, but I think that, you know, he enjoys the time he gets to spend, I guess, at home with his family. Yeah, well, he has such a cute little girl there. He does? Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen them for a while. Uh, no. no. And I don't know if you're going to see them for a while now, because he said no to his request to be your co-host. To be Really? I don't know. He might be pissed. Hmm. I had to send an email today telling him that uh, we we're, we're going to polite, I was going to politely decline his offer. Oh, you better not. Uh, you may need him sometime. Well, I'm if not you telling him If you can't get a hold of me. I'm not. But you said you, you put the kibosh on it. No, I didn't. You did. Malcolm. Wow, that's the voice of an exasperated mother. Hey, the other podcast, they talked about me in the last time. One of the hosts wants to bash me in the head with a, with a champagne bottle. What? Yeah. He was telling a story about me 
trying, because I was gay, I guess they assumed that I'm predatory. And then the whole story ended with that him telling a story about how he would bash him over there with a champagne bottle. Oh. What do you think about that? His name is Walter. Wow. Have you listened? Have you listened to their pod? To their pod? I guess we gotta. We gotta. I have. I have to get. No, I listened to one uh, that at Stephen. Stephen got fabulous both speakers, and very very clear. So I think I have to look into getting better speakers. So we'll see. Well, I'll have to wait now for till you come back from Florida because you're very busy between now and then. And you felt that our uh, you felt that our podcast was too long. Yeah, I thought I yeah I think after thirty minutes you kind of uh, I think thirty minutes I really do think that thirty minutes just the two of us talking is long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know it's easier for on both of us because it's hard to keep the interest for an hour for people. Look at the view. There are four people doing the show. You know, even, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, they're, they're all more than, you know, they're more than uh, two people and they've got guests and everything. So for you and I to talk for an hour is a long time. Wow. Anyway, we've well, covered that already. So you can decide what you want to do about that. <laughs> And you don't want to talk about my travel. That's what I'm interested in. I let you talk about your, we talked about your trip to Vancouver. Yeah. Well, I'm into travel. As you know, I still do real estate, uh, but I do a, a lot of travel too right now. I'm doing a fundraiser for the new hospital in Oakville. You already said that. Yeah, they. I did, eh? Yes. Oh, okay. See, now well, I know you. It's occupying my mind a lot lately, so something I'm enjoying doing. We all need hospital. We all, well, hopefully we don't need a hospital. Well, I know, but at some point in our lives, uh, you need to <laughs> have the hospital available. You know, remember when Stephanie, do you remember you were here that night? I woke up in the middle of the night hearing you and Judy Lynn wondering what the heck you were doing up, and Stephanie was bleeding. Yeah. She had a little growth on her forehead, and it busted. Yes. And she was bleeding like crazy in the middle of the night. We had to take her to emergency. No. Good when, thing there was a hospital there, right? When the when did I come out against hospitals? Like, you remember the, that? The, you've turned this into a debate where all of a sudden I've become against hospitals, and you're pro-hospitals. No. Yeah? Of course I like hospitals. Hospitals are very important. Yeah, they want to do a new hospital in Oakville because since we moved here in 1975, we have grown three times. So there's a lot more population now. So the hospital that is there, you know, it's not big enough anymore. Anyway, that's uh, something I'm working on. You want to hear about Umama? What else I'm working on? Do you know what Omama is? No, Mom. Come on. Okay. Omama uh, is a group of women in Oakville who are raising funds for the grandmothers in Africa whose children have died of AIDS, and they are now raising their grandchildren. Isn't that a good deed? 
You're pretty proud of yourself, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Oh, I like the girls I work with. I work with a very good group of ladies. There's about 40 of us. And that's what we do. We're going to have a walk in June, which you volunteered to walk for me. What about uh, helping? And you have to raise, Malcolm, you have to raise $250 for that walk. What? Yeah. So you're going to have to go into your friends and ask them to support you. Why? Yeah, and I'll go to some of my friends. Well, because it's a fundraiser. What? It's a national fundraiser across Canada on that day for Umama. Well, it's actually for the grandmothers of Africa. It sounds it sounds more like a stick-up. What do you mean? I have to get to... What if I don't get $250? Well, we'll give what we have. Well, but you said I have to get $250. Well, they'd like each walker to raise $250. Well, between your friends and my friends, we should be able to do that. That's presumptuous. <laughs> Anyway, can you hear me better? Did you hear everything I said? We heard all about you and your glorious uh, charitable deeds. You're a well, saint. isn't it nice that people can hear about it? Maybe I mean, other people will be interested to do the same thing. What about people with AIDS in Canada? What about gays? Oh, it, well, there's you know something being done about that also, but we, it just so happened that our group are doing it for Africa at the moment. It sounds a little safe, this charity. Grandmothers taking care of the kids of parents that died of that sounds like a very safe uh, charity. Well, a lot a lot of the people who are volunteers are grandmothers, but we have some young people as well. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So, anyway, uh, that's uh, about all the news I have. Do you have any more news? Well, we're not, I, I don't think we're traditionally a news show. No? No? You know what I was thinking about, Malcolm, yesterday? What? You know, you're all here on Sunday, and we were all talking about different things. And I was thinking, when I was a little girl, uh, as you know, I, you know, we didn't have a mother, and there was four little girls, and my father brought us up. And he always knew when we got in trouble. And we always wondered why. We thought he had somebody across the street who watched us. There were two poles, two phone poles. And he used to tell us that he had somebody walk between the two poles watching what we did. You know what? As we got older, we actually found out that on Sunday at lunchtime, that was our big do on Sunday lunch. And we would sit down and talk. And he was able to get us to tell on each other what we did wrong. I thought that was so funny. And all the time we thought we were being watched. So you, you're suggesting that I tell on my siblings? No. <laughs> no, no, I was just thinking about, you know, funny things that happen when you're growing up. Um, I've, we've had a lot of funny things happen when we're growing up, I guess. Yeah, we did. You can't bring, you bring up four children, uh, things happen. Do you remember anything that, well, I remember something funny about you. When you were a baby still in your crib, the VH uh, tapes were out, and you played with the tapes then. You used to take them and take them apart. That was 8-tracks. It wasn't videotapes. That was 8-tracks. Uh, 8-tracks, okay. Well, I remember. No, I think we had videotapes at the time. Uh, I would have been a baby in 1970, so no. Yeah. No, it would have been eight tracks. 
Oh, okay. The advent of video was probably around 1978, 79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The affordable players probably came in. Okay, before. so it was the, it, it was, okay, the HF. Oh, yeah, it was, we had the, um, before we had the VHS, we had the, what did we call them? Before there was VHS? Yeah, they had the smaller tapes. Beta? Yeah, beta. Remember beta? <laughs> Beta and VHS came along at the same time. We found that we, uh, well, Beta came out first, and then VHS came out. Because uh, we were a while before we got a VHS. No, Beta and VHS was around the same time, but there was a war between the two formats. Oh, well, you probably know more than I do. Sony, I remember having a Beta for a while before we got the new one. We never had a Beta. Yes, we did. No, we never had a Betamax. We had a VHS. Uncle Cat had a beta. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you've got a better memory than I do. Um, well, I mean, I, I have less to remember than you. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, that's true. That's, well, my memory is not that great. It is on something. Some things I remember so clear. And others, well, I guess other things are not that important. Maybe that's why. What do you remember? I'm sorry? What do you remember? What I remember... Oh, I remember... Uh, I remember living in Brockville and taking you to, with me when I went to do door, door knocking for my business. You went door knocking? Yeah, you were about four years old. And instead of leaving you with a babysitter, I took you with me. Because I worked with a jewelry company. I was a manager, and I had to hire people. And uh, it was like uh, home parties, you know? This sounds like a paper moon scenario. Did you use me as a prop to get sales? No, 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 no. I don't know. It didn't do anything for me to... No, I only took you so because I didn't want to leave you with a babysitter. So you're saying... And you were good company. We had good time together. I remember you couldn't leave me the babysitter because when I was a kid, the babysitter broke my arm. Well, when I traveled, I got a babysitter because I traveled in East Quebec. Do you remember when the babysitter broke my arm? Yes. Ah? Uh? Yes. I also remember another time when I came back from a meeting and I was tired... I laid down to have a nap, and you got my spray net, and you sprayed our guinea pig. Killed our guinea pig. <laughs> Why would you tell a story like that? I was a kid. I know. Oh well, God. you were little. You didn't know. Maybe you thought you were going to do something good with the guinea pig. You were just little, and that I was, happened to fall asleep. That was accidental. Do you remember what happened to our cat, Samson? To who? Our cat, Samson. Oh, yeah, that was sad. But Samson... Sad? What, what's so sad about it? Well, Samson... <laughs> I was making the bed. You had... Uh, Samson is when you... Where we were living? We in were living... Brockville. Samson was my cat that we had in Brockville. Oh, yeah, but when we moved to Montreal, we moved to Montreal from there. To Beaconsfield. <laughs> yeah, and I was making the bed one day... And he peed all over the place. And this one day, I'm in the middle of making the top bunk bed, and he comes right in front of me, and he peed on the mattress. I took the cat, put him in the car, put Carolyn in the car, took him to the SPCA. 
So we could put, not take that. He was a, he, we couldn't get him to be clean. That was my cat. He wouldn't use. Oh, we got another one. <laughs> How does. It was my cat. You're cold. My God. Yeah, but did you like getting into bed, uh, the wet bed at night? I, I, I had no idea there was a wet bed at night. Ah, uh, yeah, well, that's what he did. That and on the way home, Caroline said, Mommy, where's Samson? Because <laughs> I'd left him. I know it was heartless, but that was, you know, I just couldn't get him to go in the kitty litter. I, I think that we could just leave it at that it was heartless. And then Cookie, you, you, you put down as well. Well, Cookie uh, really uh, hurt the little girl next door. No, not Cookie. Not, was it Cookie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he nearly took her eye out. So that was dangerous. So, you know, when a dog, you know, when, when animals are, you can't deal, live with animals like that. People are more important. All right. So remember I told you I sent him to a farm in Milton? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was in a farm in Milton. <laughs> Listen to that sinister laugh. Yeah. A yeah. farm in Milton, like, you know, as... as uh, well, you believed it for a long time. And I remember when I was the one who figured it but out. But Malcolm, we also had uh, Misty for 20 years. Yeah, because Misty was smart. Misty stayed out of your way. Misty was a good cat. You're lucky I didn't do that with the kids. Bring them to the farm in Milton. You tried to get rid of Misty. Pardon? You tried to get rid of Misty. Because Misty, yeah, and what happened? You didn't want. But you ended up having to put her down because she was too sick, Malcolm. No, no, no. She wasn't moving anymore. You, you tried, I remember you had, you tried to get rid of Misty when I was in high school. And basically. Oh, no, 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 no. We had to, we were moving to a place where we couldn't have cats. So uh, what happened is um, one of my friends took Misty until we moved again. That's what happened. Although I did give her away for a while, but she kept coming back to our front door, so we ended up taking her back. You're anyway. Not, you're not really a pet person, huh? Well, I get attached to animals, but not uh, when it's not a good idea. I don't think that what you, uh, I don't think that you can define what you do as getting attached to animals. I get attached to animals. Well, I get attached, well, I get attached to animals, but when they're not clean, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, have we done our time today? What, you, you feel, now, now you're acting like you're punching the clock? Uh, yes, because I want you to come and visit me. Um, but, but we're, we're in the middle of recording something here. See, I told you, 30 minutes. But the but only, the only... We've gone on more than 30 minutes. Mom, you can't control it if... Okay, 30 minutes. Ask your viewers. 30 minutes is a lot. You don't want to ask, you don't want to hear what the viewers have to say. You have to watch what you say because you have people are listening and people have opinions. That's okay. I I like to know their opinion. I made a joke. Remember when I was bugging about the the fact that we need ratings and stuff like that? I tried to get you to come up with a pun. Uh, I tried to get you to come up with a tagline. 
and I was joking with the fact I was joking around with the fact that we didn't have ratings, and everybody now is is like, um, I sound like a ratings whore, and ultimately I'm just kind of I'm just happy to the fact that I get to sit and do a podcast with my mother is the uh, I like that, and whoever listens I think that that that's awesome. Whoever if people get it, that's great. If they don't, there's other podcasts out there. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm happy to do a podcast with you. Me too. Okay. But 30 minutes is enough. Okay, 30. And with that, I guess that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. Um, next week, I'm, I'm probably going to have a special... You're doing it... You're doing it... You're doing it when you want, right? You're doing it bi-weekly or... Yeah, I think bi-weekly would be good. Okay. Well... Okay. Okay. Well, say goodbye to your audience. Okay. Goodbye, have a good week. Excellent. And we'll see you next time. Uh, but we'll talk with you next time. Okay. Okay, bye, sweetie. Bye, Mom.